welcome to Fast Fiction. The devil was in evidence on the afternoon of Thursday the 24th when William Kendall committed murder at the annual general meeting of Kendall Cosmetics. Not literally, of course. Kendall was far too important a man to undertake such commonplace trivialities personally, but he wielded a knife as deadly as any assassin's weapon by eliminating the executive board in one fell swoop and electing a group of yes-men in their place. The devil was also very much in evidence two days later when Kendall's blood-soaked body was found lying crumpled like a rag doll at the bottom of Sentinel Lookout, the quarry which overlooked the potential new building site for the extensions of the Kendall Empire. All of which made Detective Inspector Robin Plummer very suspicious. Kendall Cosmetics had enjoyed a whirlwind success from the first moment of its corporate inception just ten years earlier. Mergers and counter-mergers had swept through the cosmetic industry like a tidal wave, scooping most small companies up in the maelstrom of its expansion. Businessmen were sucked in and, just months later, bewildered and bruised, spat out and left wondering how the gods could be so unkind. So when Detective Robin Plummer asked Catherine Kendall, Did your husband have any enemies? She laughed mirthlessly, her sculptured beauty in jeopardy of cracking, as her face contorted into a mixture of irony and anger. Ha! <laughs> it would be better to ask if my husband had any friends, she replied, as she took a sip of her whiskey. They were both sitting comfortably on the summer patio that overlooked the expansive gardens and huge, ostentatious swimming pool of the family home. She was still wearing the black of mourning, which purely, by coincidence, was also her favoured wardrobe colour. It offset her fragile Irish beauty and exemplified its reputation as an elegant fashion statement for a woman over forty. You can't wheel and deal in the business world without making enemies, Detective Inspector, she said. And my husband stayed just on the side of legalities and on the wrong side of ethics. Do I take it you didn't approve of his business scruples? Robin asked carefully, not at all sure of the mood swings of this sophisticated woman. The heiress savoured her drink slowly her eyes penetrating the slim police officer before her. I neither approved nor disapproved, Detective Inspector. As an accessory wife, I was expected to look beautiful, act graciously, and shut the fuck up. The last phrase was delivered in a deep, rasping voice that was obviously intended to mimic her late husband. It achieved its purpose. Robin felt momentarily flustered, but knowing time was limited, ploughed on with the interview. So who will take over Kendall Cosmetics? Are you in possession of any details regarding the will? Catherine gave a slow, almost bemused smile, and now her voice was full of mischief. Why, Inspector, what a trite idea. My husband leave a will? Goodness, that would suggest he thought he may be mortal. 
Once again, the investigating officer was at a loss. But as I understand it, although you have no children, there are two sons from his first marriage and a daughter from his second. And he was an immensely wealthy man. Even if he had no interest in the continuance of his own personal fortune, there must have been conditions set in his business affairs for some... Let's cut the crap. Catherine interrupted viciously, showing that under her feminine exterior she was no dizzy blonde. What you really want to know is who will gain by inheritance, or, more succinctly, who can be classified as a suspect for his death? Robin remained still and quiet and let her continue. Catherine sat back in her chair, looking down the rolling hills towards the swimming pool, where guests could be seen talking animatedly in groups of twos and threes. I was not being flippant before. I don't think there is one person that my husband ever met who would not cheerfully have wished him dead. But wishing dead is not the same as killing in cold blood? Catherine finished the sentence. True, but... What you must know is that his modus operandi for success was to find any dirt he could on every person he had dealings with and use it, or threaten to use it to his own advantage, including me. My little discrepancies were noted and used against me at what he considered appropriate times. She took another sip of her drink, almost contemplating her own admission. Have you any idea what it's like hating your husband and knowing that that thought is shared by every family member, every staff member, and every casual person with whom he comes into contact? He sounds like the devil incarnate. Oh, he was. Catherine appraised the young officer before her. Even worse, when he looked and acted like a god. The detective felt the first stirrings of sympathy for the magnate's wife. But it doesn't order the fact that although many may have wished him dead, only one, or at best a couple, would have actually contrived to do it. Are you sure? The remark was so quiet Detective Plummer almost missed it, but Catherine sat forward and repeated it. Are you sure that we are only dealing with one murderer? Aren't you conducting interviews of all the export members who may wish for revenge and all the family members who may inherit some wealth or whose lifestyle may improve? Or, as I mentioned before, any person he ever met who may wish him dead? She sat back before delivering her next line, which, when you think of it, amounts to just about everyone. Once again, the police officer nodded, mesmerized by the composure of the beautiful woman as she spoke. I'm suggesting to you that all of the people giving evidence will provide alibis for each other. And therefore, every alibi will be suspect. I'm suggesting that regardless of who you may find involved with a terrible accident, when my husband drove to the summit of Sentinel Hill and over it, it was applauded by every person he ever knew. And that should any one of us suspect the other, instead of dobbing him or her in, as would normally happen, we will all do our best, our very best, to cover the tracks by an omission of fact, a small exaggeration, a slight deviance from the truth. I am suggesting we are all guilty, Detective Inspector, and you will never know what really happened. 
clear grey eyes penetrated Robin's gaze. Tell me, Detective Inspector, is there a client police code of ethics, uh, like doctors? She stood up and extended her beautifully manicured hand, a seductive smile on her lips. Because if not, I would like to invite you back into the house, where I believe we have a magnum of champagne on ice for our guests, our special guests. She had made the invitation sound personal. I've always had a fantasy about uniforms, she added quietly as Robin followed her into the house. Especially women in uniforms. And after all, we are inherently an Irish family and a way is meant to be a happy affair. <laughs> listening to The Wake, written and dramatised by Miranda Cross.